Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So. In case you ain't no so, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So. This week we got the Dolphins winning three in a row. He back at home. Panthers in action. Kane's winning, and an amazing fight in the boxing world. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. back and we back undisclosed location but we back we back in the building you know in a building in a building and post it up like post a mailbox it. you feel me but that's all we need is just me you the roadcaster these and mics a, and a nice table and this audience for sure absolutely right? couldn't do it without them so, so we shout back. out to you guys for riding with us um yeah man we back and got some winning going on some losing going on uh, a lot of moves being made in miami dude you know what i'm saying but before we get to all that dog how was your weekend man, man? weekend was great the weekend uh, as always was much necessary for sure um went to go see a comedy show nice hell of a time great time always a good time at the improv uh got to golf yep i was getting there i was getting there um, i'm there swing is feeling good shout out to coach sib my dog um and uh yeah man gotta watch yellowstone that's kind of the, the highlight now for sunday <laughs> nights is i love that show i don't know if you're on that show i've heard of it we, i've heard we, of we it. could talk about that another time but yeah man nice quiet weekend i was oh i was dog sitting for my brother this weekend ah. so i was like that's why i was like trying to think what did i do i was just at the crib mainly <laughs> shout out to How your about brother, you dog i was uh, low key man just hung out uh worked out uh ran a little bit training for that half marathon and that was about it man really nice. tried to stay like Low key, man. But I got to enjoy a lot of sports. Oh yeah, you know, I got to watch Chelsea win on Saturday, which Big is win. cool. Big win for them. And um, I got to stay up and really watch basketball Friday night and Saturday night, which was really dope. Hardly get a chance to watch West Coast basketball. So hard to stay up in that. Yeah, I, I can't. It's tough. Bro. I can never. But um, something that I was glad I was awake for though is the uh, Dolphins' victory against the New York Jets. The now, I mean, was there ever a doubt? There was a little bit. Was of Was there? Yeah. Why? Because we're the guys, Dolphins. Because we're you? the Dolphins. Because we are the Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Dun, dun, dun. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. No, all right, I'll stop. That's where it's Bro, at. I mean, we're not number one. That's why I had to stop right there. But <laughs> well, come on, it was the Jets, man. I mean, granted, I know we are the Dolphins. We've been having all of our issues this year, right? <laughs> oh, excuse me on that. You good? Clip that, edit that out. One cough button right here. Um, anyways, but yeah, and I know we've been having our struggles, man, but we just came off a big win against the Ravens, and if there's a team that's worse than the Dolphins, it's the Jets, ladies and gentlemen. For sure. So I, I felt really good going into that game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would say I felt really good, but you definitely like the Dolphins' chance way more than you like the Jets' chance to come out with this uh, W, right? Would you put money on the Dolphins if you felt oh, really yeah, good? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. For I sure. felt really good. Yeah, I feel you. I, feel I you. made some money two weeks in a row, baby. But Shout out the Dolphins. Bet the house on the Dolphins. Nah. Bro, never. You know how much money I've lost on the Dolphins? Nah, I, I got to talk about the wins. No, no, I feel you. Because not only did they win, but they covered. They covered. More importantly for all the gamblers out there, um... Download that Hard Rock app. <laughs> Yo, that Hard Rock app be going in, That's boy. That's where it's at. Um, but, yeah, you know, they win their third game in a row, improve to 4-7 and seven on the season, beat a team in the Jets who were 2-7 and seven at the time before we beat them to drop them to 2-8. and eight. Right. And 
for two reasons, it was really big, right? We get a win in the division, which is huge. Now we're two and two in the division, right? We beat um, New England once. We beat the 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 Jets. Now we lost both games to Buffalo, so yep. we have a chance to improve that record. Yeah, we still got two divisional division, games, right? Which for play, it doesn't mean that we're gonna try to make a run to the playoffs. No, no, way. but we can we but, can ruin Buffalo or, or New correct, England's chances and just mess their seating up or <laughs> yeah. whatever, right? Because right now New England's at the top. They're yeah. seven and four. Yeah. You know, Buffalo shockingly took a loss this past weekend and to the Colts. At home. At home to the Colts. And the Colts have been pretty much on fire. On a they, tear. Shout out Jonathan Taylor with five touchdowns. Jesus. If you, guys, if wow. you had that guy on fantasy, man, you killed it. Well, yeah, I hope you, have, you won. I hope you won. No, if you have him on your team and you lost, Oof, you better give up. Trade your team. Trade your team. Just give up. Just give up in fantasy because there's no way you can lose with that guy scoring 50, 60 points. Yeah, it's unheard of. It's it's it wasn't it wasn't pretty. And, and look, the Dolphins game versus the Jets wasn't pretty. Wasn't you know, twenty four to seventeen was the final, and we saw another pick by Tua. He ended up with mm. two two hundred seventy three yards through two touchdowns. Um, handed one off to Waddle, who got a, who got his first touchdown rushing, I think, of the season on one of those end around plays. Yeah, it was. A, we were we've been doing a lot of Wildcat man, and that's how that touchdown came about. It right. was Gaskin. Uh, Gaskin was. Uh, he was in shotgun, basically, and then Waddle came underneath and he handed it off, and Waddle just with his speed just got caught the corner of the end zone, which was interesting. It was creative, but like there was a couple of times where we were running that wildcat. I'm like, why are we running this wildcat right here? It worked in the end, I guess. You know, it throws them off. But um, going back to the two interception, which I'm glad you brought up, um, that's that that that's something that. You it's know, starting it, to it's, become it's, unforgivable. It's, it's almost like, all right, I, I, I can, I, I want to bet that he's going to win the game because I feel really good about him as our starter. But there's also, if there's a prop bet for is Tua going to throw a pick? Now I'm favoring more towards throwing that because he, it was such a bad interception. So he makes bad decisions at times. That like, one was where he's so, rushing himself so bad. And look, that forcing one forcing it, stepping up, and like trying to force something in there with the, you got a safety over top. And you're throwing it into double, I think it was even triple coverage Correct. in the middle of the field. I mean, and you're not making an accurate throw. It's not like you're planted. You're kind of like in motion, trying to get rid of the football. Bad mistakes, bad decisions that he makes, that he has made throughout the season that leads to interceptions. And like this one on Sunday leads to a touchdown for the other team, which right. is like a double kill, right? Yep. You get the pick, you lose all that momentum, and they end up getting seven points on the board for, the, for mm-hmm. that. So... That's shit that he has to really, really, really improve, like, immediately. Because that's something that the haters, for whatever you want to call it. They're going to nitpick that. They're going to nitpick that. Right, okay. All the national guys, they're going to nitpick that. They're going to be like, ah, but look at all his interceptions and all this stuff and bad decisions. I totally get that. But But they don't see the good things that he does. What I'm going to throw back at those haters is, you know, we got to throw context around that. That was earlier in the game. He's on the road. You know, we don't know. First time in New York like that. I don't know enough. Okay, I don't claim to know enough about football to know exactly what the breakdown was there. You know, maybe there was a receiver that missed something there. That's maybe somebody slipped. Maybe there was a call that was missed. I don't know. I, I can't. I don't want to say that definitively, one hundred percent, what it was. But I can tell you that I liked what I saw in the bounce back. Correct. That's always the most important part for us, right? The bounce back, whether it's. A bad pick, a bad shot, a bad loss, What whatever. are you doing on the next what throw? What are you doing on, on the next one? shot? What are you right. doing on the next swing? Right? No, and he, and he improved drastically, right? I ended up with a QBR of 77 for that game. I think highlight, it was like highlight top of the day. 10 in the NFL for the weekend. Highlight of the day for the Dolphins, and I believe it was the longest touchdown play of the day in, across Matt the Collins. NFL. 
<clears throat> was Tua to Matt Collins on a play where Tua was getting bum-rushed. He had to dip underneath the sack, all right, step up into the pocket. It's not too hard when you're a little guy like him. Well, I mean, you still got to be mobile. Everybody <laughs> talks about him not being mobile. He had great no, footwork on that play, he's man. Mobile. The way that he stepped up into that pocket and slung the ball, getting it downfield to, to Matt Collins was, was a thing of beauty. And then shout-out to Matt Collins for – Making the and the staying play, in bounds, just tight walking a tightrope along the sideline and Absolutely. still getting you know inside. Huge play for us, huge momentum shift for us, and that was after the pick. So that's that's something that I do. You know, I, I if I'm going to nitpick on the bad, I got to also shout him out on the good. Absolutely, and and look, that was one of eight receivers that Tua found on the thing. So he was spreading it out. He does a great job at that. He he loves he's his always going to find other players. He's always going to find who's the open man. So you see that, and you're like, damn, but he makes so many good reads. And then you see him make that bad throw, and you're like, dude, what the hell were you thinking? You know, like it wasn't even close. Like it was yeah. not even close. And you're like, those are ones that you're – you're better off taking a sack. You're better off throwing the ball away, take a penalty, whatever the case may be, man. But forcing it. Then, then anything is better than that, you know, where we're giving the ball away. And that shit kills bad teams like us, right? Because we were having this discussion earlier today, right, you and I, where we are like, oh, but the Dolphins are a bad team. But, like, how bad of a team are they, right? Are they, like, bottom of the NFL bag? And you look at the roster. Arguably, yeah, and, and you based can on be record like, alone. But, but that's based on record. When you look at the roster and, like, how the team wins and stuff like that or the losses that they've had, you're like, yeah, maybe they could have won that game or they should have won this game. And those are the games that you play, right, when the season gets further down the line. Eventually, the Dolphins are going to have to find a way to win games when it matters, right? Because it's like we were talking about at the beginning of the, of the segment where you were like, oh, but did you expect them to lose? And then it's like, well, kind of, right? Because games that we're not supposed to win, right, the Dolphins go out there and win. Or you mean games that we are supposed to win. Games are, and, and usually games that we are supposed to win, they end up losing. Right. You know what I mean? And those games that it's like, oh, we're playing the Jets, that's an easy win. You look at it and you're like, yeah, it's an easy win, but damn, we've lost two easy wins against the Jets before, you know, and it's like, that shit is whack. Yeah, I get that. And at least this win improves the record on on our side for all-time purposes. We're now 56, 55, and 1 against the Jets. Uh, Taking that slight edge, we'll take it because beat the Jets. You know, that's how we run. Third win in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we need that. We need the, you know, the players need that. Uh, Shit, uh, Coach Flo needs that. Uh, Us, the fans, we need that. You know what I mean? We need, I mean, after after the start to the season, man, yeah, being on such a high, you know, beating New England, who's now in first place. Every year, dude, it's every year's the same thing. Like, we'll do that, and New England will start off bad, and they're in a better situation come November, December, and look where we are, you know. But hey, I'm happy with what I'm what I'm seeing out of Tua and out of Waddle and the rest of the gang. You know, week in and week out now, when they're all out there in full force. Um, you know, this one it, it was against the Jets doesn't mean as much as it, the Ravens game meant to us, right? Um, but we, we still have another game against the Jets at home. And yep. we still have another game against New England at home. So well, that one, yeah, yeah at, it's home at home too. It's at home. At They're home both too. at home. So, so two more divisional games at home. I think uh, you you like know, if anything, if anything like else, those are the two that we absolutely have to win. And and you know, absolutely. And something that's going to help us win those games is the defense, right? We've seen the defense improve in the three games that the Dolphins have won in a row. We've seen them have that lights out performance against Baltimore. Another good performance against the Jets. Um, we had Jalen Phillips with another sack. Shout out to Jalen Phillips, man. Second on the team with three and a half sacks. Huge. Crazy. Huge. It's crazy right now how a rookie who went from zero at week one, right, is playing as much as he's playing right now and 
producing as much as no, he's producing. He's definitely ever. You know, I know I've called him out. He was one guy that I called out. You know, specifically a couple weeks ago. And ever since then, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the fact that I did call him out. Who knows? I'm not going to say it's not. No, I don't for know sure. Maybe, 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 maybe. And but, look, he hit the quarterback twice too. Had two QB hits. Uh, Chris Wilkins. Yeah, he's had been getting one, that pressure. That man. forced fumble. And he actually recovered that forced fumble, and then ended up. You know, I think he tossed it or tried to give it to Victor Holland, or he came out and, and Holland ended up on top of it. Holland again, a rookie, on top of the ball, noticing that there's something happening, staying with the play. He was yep. able to recover that. I just feel like the defense is what really sets the tone, right? And once these guys get something where it's going in a forward direction, then the defense provides a way for the offense to win the game. Now you know that you I mean? just Obviously. said that, I just remembered another huge thing I wanted to talk about, which was our biggest defensive blunder that mm. we made. Which was on the play that I believe it was third and like fifteen, third, yeah, third and ten. It was third and long for sure. Third and long, it was third and fourteen. And we play up like man at the line, like if it was like a goal line stand, everybody down there, and, and then obviously people Bale. end up dropping back in yeah. coverage. But one guy got burnt. I, I, I don't know if it was it Eric Rowe who was it. Eric that? Rowe got burnt. He just tripped. He fell. Well, he couldn't make the tackle. Well, no, he fell. He fell. Off rip. He and that's what left the receiver so open. And then Javon Holland was on the other side, side of coverage. There's no he, way he, he was going to catch up. He couldn't catch up. So they ended up scoring on that play. And yeah. that was, that to me right there, when we talk about like, oh, that's, that's typical Dolphin stuff or whatever. Like, that's typical Dolphin shit right there. Like, how are yeah. you? Third, this should be an easy, easy stop. Give them the five yards. Give them anything short, right? Protect the line of script, the, the first down. And don't give them that. And it's, these guys go on. That's just getting the first down. They score on the play. No, and, and look, Elijah Moore torched us on Sunday. You know, he ended up that with 100. A stud, though. Oh, he is a stud. Ended up with 141 yards on eight catches, 62-yard bomb, like you said. Uh, it, it's, it's funny how we are success. Like, we're so easy to give up that big play, right, whenever we don't need it to happen. That's a problem. We had control. And boom, it goes away. And even in the fourth quarter, yeah, we've seen it where it's a problem where these guys have a lead. Oh, and they started putting together the drive? And they start to put together a drive. And I was worried about my like, bet. like, oh, shit, these guys are about to score. They're driving down the field. And then boom, they might. And then we finally get to stop and we force them to, to no, the three. No, the weirdest thing happened. And thank, thankfully for any of us that penalty, took the Dolphins' right? points, it, no, what happened was they were playing because statistically now it's it makes more sense to go for a field goal and then do the onside. Correct. Rather than touchdown and then take all the time off the clock. So on second down, they went for the field goal, and it ends up being a seven-point game at that point, and they put it on the onside kick, they which didn't they didn't it. recover. And that's the only reason the Dolphins covered the spread. Because if these guys end up scoring, which they were driving to score, to your point. Maybe maybe they score. Bro, they were touch. driving. They were they getting were down there. No, they they had less driving. than a minute, and they were making their way down the field. Hey, I that's feel a, like. That's a problem. I get I it. We want, like, we're up by 10. I get it. You know, it's like, hey, whatever. Even if they score, no big deal. No, it is a but big deal. tighten up. Yeah, 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 it's a big deal. What are it's we doing? It's a big deal. Uh, I just feel like that's some of the lack of experience that's on that Dolphins defense, you know, when it comes to closing time like that. But a win is a win. They were able to get that W. They were able to secure the onside kick, kill out the clock, and pretty much, you know, beat another bad team. Because when you're when you think that you're a good team and you could be better than a bad team, right? Then you go out there and you beat bad teams. And that's what we did on Sunday. We, that's went, it, bro. we went out there and beat a bad team because yep. the Jets are a bad team. Now we show that we're not just a bad team, but we could be a mediocre team. So, so please, <laughs> please uh, tell, tell the people at home now what our record is 
against the Jets? It is 56 wins, 55 losses, and one draw. Let's go. We up, baby. We up. Fins up. We up. We up. And now we got a home game against Carolina and uh, Cam Newton. They're struggling. They're Even struggling. Cam, they're is, just, Cam is doing all right. He's, he's doing, doing his thing. Yeah. Um, they but they just at lost at, uh, at home against Washington, which was big, right? Cam's homecoming. Now they got to go on the road and face us, a team who's pretty much a little hot. We're right? streaking right now, three wins. Another bad back team. Home. Facing another bad team. So, like, that gives us a chance to be 500 on the, on, at home, too. If we go out there and beat Carolina, we'll be 3-3 three three at home on the season. That bodes well for those other two games that we have against uh, the Jets and we have against the Patriots at home later no on doubt. in the season. So, let's see how it turns out, man. Uh, but another team that I, I know was happy to be home when they had that winning streak going and then uh, kind of had a bad little uh, game the, the pass over the weekend was the Heat. Yeah. You know, they ended up losing to Washington. Uh, 103 to 100 and just had some some rough performances from guys that are pretty much usually steady for us you know like Kyle Lowry had a bad game Bam wasn't really doing his thing Duncan, kind of Duncan struggled, struggled one of five but he kept his streak alive um, bro he's made a three point in 65 straight yeah, games no, regular season games too, but it's crazy I mean that's, that doesn't mean so much to me when you're going one for five and we paid you 90 mil homie I feel you I feel you I but he's you, making I need you to drop he's, he's I making need you to drop he drops two more that night and we win that game and more importantly you know he's, 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 he's available he's playing you know he left now, that game in hurt he left that game hurt but he's played in 164 consecutive games that's all cool but you that's know a there's heat, a, that's almost a he Record. There's Second somebody that resembles him that is balling. The legend. Yeah, shout out Glenn Rice. But there is somebody that resembles him that's balling for us in crunch time when we need him. Shout Tyler out Tyler Hero, Hero bro. Tyler Hero, Because in that fourth quarter when we needed him, he, he hit some clutch shots right there to get us back in the game. No, he had an overall real good game. Ended up with 20 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals. Shot pretty much 50% from the field, eight of 16. 50% from three-pointer, three of six. One free throw, you would like for him to get more free throws, but still, keeping that 20-point average out there. Huge, bro. It's huge, especially on the road. Did he start that night? I think he might have started I that night. So. I think so. I would have to double-check. But even still, like the production that you're getting out of this kid has really matched everything that we were seeing in the preseason, and you and I were discussing like whether he's going to be able to continue that. Mm-hmm. right? And throughout these 17, 18 games that these guys are going to be playing right now, um, Bro, he's really shown that he's here to stay. Like, that 20-point average is pretty much like a little benchmark for him, and that's where he has to maintain his average. He he's, It looks like he's aware of that yeah. because he's not just putting up 20-something shots and, like, getting a lot of garbage minutes. No, you, I, I just told you what he shot, and he shot pretty much 50% from the field. And that's a game that he didn't really have going offensively, right? Because if not, he would have got more free throws. He's averaging about six free throws. But he's still giving you those rebounds. He's still giving you assists. He's giving you steals. Kind of like a Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler led the team. He had 29 points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals. Shot really well from the field, 11 of 19. Um, Didn't make a three, but he made seven of nine free throws. So that's production that we usually see from a guy who's running in the MVP early candidate race, right, and Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And then you turn around and see Hero having a game like that. You're like, damn, this little bit, this little dude is the baby goat, dog. This guy could really be that type of player. And he makes up for it, like you said, in, in crunch time. Fourth down, uh, fourth quarter, he were losing, and he's trying to make shots to bring us back. Now, granted, we didn't make a three-pointer that whole fourth quarter, and that shit killed us. Like, say what you will, but that's that's going to kill 100%. all the momentum I mean, especially, momentum especially you for our team. Like, our team is big on the on the three ball. We have, to, we have to make those shots. Huge. Look, Lowry. Especially in the fourth. Absolutely. More than anything. Look, Lowry, one for seven for the game, right? Duncan, like you said, one for five. 
for the game from three pointer, we were struggling. The only one who, I put hit, that who game, really hit threes was was Hero. Yeah, I put that game. You know that that one right there. I, I you know I kind of felt like it was going to be a trade game because we had just played the Wizards at home. What that back Thursday? To back. That right? was weird, right? Yeah. It was like Thursday that we played them, and then we won. So we got to talk a little bit about that game because um, the one thing I want to shout out in that game um, is our bench. Um, I want to. I want to talk about um, two guys Gabe. in particular, bro. Yeah, Gabe has been really good. Gabe Vincent and uh, and also Caleb uh, Martin. Yeah, both of those guys for that game came through huge, man. Huge the way those guys played, and they put up points for us that we needed because of the fact that Hero was out, and 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 I, you know, and we thought, all right, where are we going to get that production from? Right. And these two guys stepped up, man. And Struess too. Struess does his thing when he's in there. You know, the unfortunate. Unfortunate thing for Struess is that he's starting to become a little bit injury plagued. But when he does play, he provides a lot of production in those limited minutes that he's playing. You know, I really wanted to shout out um, uh, Caleb, that Martin that you said, because when he was first playing with the Heat, like those first four, four games, four or five games, I was looking at him like, yo, what, what, what Who is, is this guy, guy doing? On the court because he looked lost. Yeah, right. He, he looked didn't lost. Fit the mold he didn't or fit the at scheme. all. You know. So I was like, why is Bo even playing this guy? Like, yo, sit his ass down, get Duncan in there, and get him going. You know. And then now I see the type of production that he's providing to the team, albeit on a limited basis. But he's still able to do things like defending, rebounding, um, more importantly, scoring. He's able to score whenever you need a bucket when it's pretty much second team versus second team, right, or third team or you know, whatever, whatever it may be. He can find a way to get some points for you, which is huge. Um, Gabe is really good at distributing the ball and finding ways to get to the free throw line. That's one thing I really like about Gabe's game is that he tries to get to the hoop a lot to get right. to the free throw line. And yeah. that shit helps himself because he's not a big guy. He's not necessarily a great shooter, but you're giving yourself an opportunity to create something when you're attacking the rim mm-hmm. and forcing the defense to collapse on you. Or commit a foul. Exactly. And I just think, like you said, that's been real instrumental. Like that whole bench has been real instrumental to the Heat's yeah. early success, man. Right. Now we got to know what we have with those guys. Those guys aren't going to be those those no, guys that no, no, we no. we rely on by any means. No. But when they do put up twelve to fifteen points, each of those two guys, you're like, okay, I really wasn't expecting that. And if they put up fifteen to twenty points, you're like, oh shit, all right, that's elite. Match that up with a night that Bam, Jimmy, Hero are all clicking. And, and have got a 20 team. points, you don't even need Lowry nope. and, and Duncan to score. And even when you look at, like, a, a position like Deadman, right? We don't get a lot of production out of that center position. We've talked a lot about it here on the podcast. But when Deadman is giving you 8 and 10, 10 and 10, a double-double and shit like that, and you're like, wow, like, I didn't even know this guy could score 8 points, 10 points, 12 points. That's a bonus, you know? Th- those are the things that make the Heat extra dangerous we can win games without those guys doing that right right? right. if we have to rely on our main components bam jimmy lowry hero duncan if those four five guys are contributing like we want them to contribute we can beat anybody we become extra dangerous once those guys on the bench start to play a bigger role and start to contribute more and say hey guys mix me in here with these three these three guys or these two guys and we'll create some type of offense like this and we still have that defensive component that helps stifle all the teams. Right, and I'm glad I'm glad you just mentioned that because going back to Gabe Vincent, what I love about him is not only can he open up those avenues on the offensive side to be that scorer for us, he's an amazing two way player. So absolutely, I don't know if you saw the chase down block that he yep. had where he got beat. He got beat on a layup, right on a drive, which is perfectly understandable. But he, little, he stayed know. committed to the play, and he came 
through and blocked it from from like from behind the guy where he wasn't expecting him to be there. Perfectly clean, no no foul. I mean, just stayed with it and plays like that, man. Down the stretch, those are going to be huge. We, we you know we can't have just Bimmy J- Bimmy. The Jimmy, Jimmy and Bam doing the, everything being for the everybody. only ones doing it defensively for us. You know, that's when we're going to need PJ and Deadman and Gabe, you know, locking it down on the perimeter. We're going to need those guys to come through for us. So, no, I'm, I'm with you 100%, man. I'm with you 100% because, you know, like, like you said, his commitment to being part of the team. That's why I feel like a lot of those guys on the bench really take it personal to be like, all right, Spo is trusting us with these minutes. We got to produce when we're in there. Yep. Doesn't necessarily mean I got to go in there and shoot 10 shots, but I got to do whatever it takes to help the team move forward, get points, make stop, grab rebounds, get a loose ball, you know, stop a play, take a charge. Do something to stand out, to, to do your part for the team. Something. Not because even, like, not, selfishly, like, oh, I got to do it for no, me. Like, no, I got to prove squad. to the team that I'm putting it all out because there Because if them. not, the next man is going to get the chance, and he's going to produce for sure, because Spo is only going to put people out there yeah, that are going to produce. That can handle that situation. And and the Heat are in a real good position right now. They're number four in the in the Eastern Conference, right? Yep. You got uh, Chicago, number one. We end up playing That's, them. So we play them this Saturday, and that, yes. that game I had circled on my calendar now. <laughs> <laughs> like for like two weeks, man, because the the Bulls are on a tear right they're now. On that a tear. team, I'm, I just, I kind of, I, I really like that team, man. Hey, I really like what that team, what they did with that team. Yo, listen, Demar Derozan is having a great year. A lot of people wrote him off. A lot of people thought that his career was over when he got to San Antonio and that he wasn't this and that. But all he's done is take that Bulls team that's very young, very yep. athletic, very good on defense, and just turn them into a winner. Um, like you said, like I said, they're number one in the East, twelve yep. and five right now. A really, really good offensive team. A real, real good defensive team. That's not a team that's going to be slept on. They're going to be it there for like the long they run. Have a a lot of good chemistry, man. Yeah. Caruso's playing out of his mind. Yes. Levine is playing out of his, out mind. Of his mind, and then you know DeRozan is leading it all. Uh, that that team, that team it's is dangerous. definitely yeah. They're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I really like this matchup early on because of the fact that it's gonna give us a good um, metric as to where these two teams are. And I kind of feel like that game's gonna be really defensive and low scoring. Yeah, and the good thing about that is that the Heat have two games before we play uh these guys on saturday like you said we have a game on tonight you're listening yeah, to this listening tuesday to this tonight, yep. we got we're going to be playing in detroit and then we come and who, they're 4 and 12 an easy win you would think right for a team that's struggling and just went through uh, a little incident with uh Oh so yeah, King with James. LeBron. You saw that? That shit was crazy. Is LeBron dirty or what, bro? He's dirty. Yeah, that was well, dirty. I, time out. Let me explain this. The foul was intentional. Right? right, LeBron the threw way the that elbow. He, did that. You don't he do threw that. the he elbow. Better. He knew. He knew what but he was he, doing. He felt bad immediately right after doing Not it. Not that he felt bad. He didn't think that he was gonna make contact. I guarantee you, because if LeBron knows that he would have made contact like that, he doesn't throw it back. He's too nice of a guy. Yeah, he's too nice of a guy. He's only been ejected one other time in his career. He's too nice of a guy. He'll stop himself. He'll be like, "Hey, man, don't do that." You know, he's not gonna be that guy. Other players in the NBA, yeah. they would have thrown that elbow full force. So I, I don't think he intentionally meant to make contact. He just meant to throw the elbow, but he was there and he got 
Sliced up pretty much Yeah bro that was, He was leaking It was weird Because it was like A delayed reaction The guy was talking For like two minutes yeah. And nothing and came then out I don't know like, We're just showering And then he's rushing after him It was a whole scene I'm sure you guys So we're gonna smack them Because they're a man they're, they're going through it right now and What then, else we got after that And then we're playing Minnesota Who's another bad team Struggling on the season Seven and nine Carter Anthony Towns Is not happy Really regretting his decision To sign a, a contract over there But he's stuck there The team is struggling They got nothing to do You expect the Heat To go out there And say we gotta put games together right. Before we go face a team like Chicago Where we make sure we're in rhythm You know Because again Chicago's a good team They're 12-5 and right now I'm sure they'll win some games From now in the time we see them on Saturday Do we have all players going into this Detroit game Or do you think we said anybody The only one that's out that I saw right now Is uh, Morris His neck is still Still, messed up Victor Oladipo is out Did we even talk about the incident with the Joker On one of the last episodes We talked about it We talked about it Um, So he's still out because of that He's still out because of that And then Somebody else But somebody who doesn't I'm talking about our our, our big guys guys are in Lowry Bam Bam is in Jimmy Jimmy's in Hero's in Bam's in Lowry's in So what I wanted to say was I wouldn't be surprised if we see one of those guys or, you know, one of those guys sit in either one of these games. No, no, no. I don't yeah, want yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can, that. I can I see that. that. I don't want The that. reason being, though, I can see the other day, Tyler Hero, when he sat out against the Wizards right. at home, it was for a bruised wrist. He played two days later on the road. You mean to tell me he couldn't have played through that? So what I'm, what I'm getting at is I think these guys are intentionally – Playing with certain people like, hey, you know what? You could use an off night. Let's have you sit out because I like I want to experiment and see what we do with these lineups without you there. Here's what I'll say. For sure, maintenance schedule is in, right? The maintenance maintenance schedule is in for sure on all these players, right? So that's why we'll see random games where Bam sits out, Jimmy sits out, Lowry sits out, whatever, whatever. Right. Because the Heat want to be careful. We know what's important. Sure, yeah. We're going down to the playoffs. But with those guys, especially with a game like Chicago coming up, you want to kind of build up to that. You don't want a guy to miss a game and then come in mm. and be like, ah, you want him to have that rhythm because maybe we don't play another really good team for another day or two. Or you beat Chicago, right? And then you go on and then rest them the next game or something like that where you have that happen. So that's why I say, like, you want to try to keep those guys. If As long as nobody's hurt, you, you play them. Right? Maybe you monitor their minutes. Like, I'm not going to rush Jimmy 38 minutes tonight. Probably give him 32. Something yeah. like that and, and increase Hero's number or increase Duncan's number. And, and you play with it like that. But if they're healthy, let them play because we need that chemistry to build up. Okay. You know? yeah, I, I feel like that. Bam needs it. Lowry needs it for Bam, like, and the rest of the team so that when the playoffs do come, Bam is up to that 20 points per game average, just like Hero. Mm-hmm. We're going to need Bam down no, the road. No, we do. Right now, we don't need him, and, and we're good. We need that 20 and But 10. we need that 20 and 10. Yo, and, and, and speaking of Bam, I forgot even to, to mention, we almost won that Wizards game on Saturday yeah, on yeah, the yeah, road yeah. Yeah. with a full court heave, uh, heave <laughs> from Bam out of bio that he almost he, he hit the back iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I, would, I would never in a million, you can give me like 10 tries, and I, I might sure hit the backboard. Shit, I might hit the backboard Come once on. we're back there. Dog. All right, you know maybe not. That is? All right, maybe not ten he, times. He, Twenty times. He for did sure it so he well. He just they had no time left. I think either way, if he makes it, I, I think they would have been real close. But it, it was crazy. It, it was a crazy game. Um, a crazy game. Yeah, man. I, I hope. Uh, I hope we got a. You know, we got two easy games, and I'm really, really looking forward to that Saturday game against the. Me Bulls. too, man. Me too. We're gonna be all watching for sure, Hell and, yeah. and we're gonna see who the Heat beat that ass. Let's go, baby. Let's Heat go, Nation. We hot. We hot, baby. Speaking about hot, actually really cool. They're really cool on the ice. Oh. And that's the Florida Panthers, baby. Bro. Yo, let me tell you Following something. Following suit, you know? Yeah. Th- these guys are still undefeated at home. They're now 10-0-0. That means zero losses, zero ties at home. Talking about home ice advantage, bro. Papa. 
It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right they just beat a Minnesota Wild team, which is really good. Those guys are 11-6-0, so they've only lost games. They've never tied a game. And they went out there and beat them on home ice, which is, again, This is the really most recent hard. game. Yeah, played. most recent game. We just beat these guys. There. Right. And that's how we improved to 13-2-3 on the season. Yeah. Number one in the NHL. The Panthers are like really focused on something. We, were, I remember talking about it with you off air, and it was like, damn, you know, maybe one day, like the coach is going to be like, well, guys, we gave it a good run, and shit starts to fall apart. No, this team is solid, dude. Mm-hmm. Like completely, completely solid. Bo- they've bounced. They've bounced back. You know, they, they've gotten. They've had some adversity early on this season, as far as like you know, in the on front and office, off the ice, and, and so now you know some injuries and stuff like that too. But they're, I mean, they're 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 proving resilient, man. They're just carrying on what they did last year, and they're on a tear right now. It's definitely. No, I mean, what they're doing to teams. Uh, what? So we recorded last week Monday. They had a game going. I don't know if it was that night. What were the last couple of games? Because we, I want to go through some of those scores. And there was some. I, there, there were some big games there that we won big. Yeah, not, absolutely. Not just you know, Look, one you know one we, we had one that, one a zip. Right. No, no, no. We're we putting up goals. Goals, bro. We put up um, six goals on the Islanders, four oh, yeah. goals on the Devils, and then we put up five goals on the Wild. Baba. All at home, by the way. So in those three home games, we've scored a total of fifteen goals. <laughs> Sick. That's that's dude, that's unbelievable. And and while being really really good defensive, right. because uh, Big Bob uh, Sergey Bobrovsky he had thirty four saves that night, and, and yeah, they still he, they still made four goals, but it's those other goals that he's keeping out to keep them in the game. You know what I mean? Like it's really hard to stop all of them. Obviously, you can see the Panthers putting up five goals on anybody, but that really doesn't ever happen to the Panthers where they give up four or five goals. Right. Unless they're getting the asses kicked, right? And it's like, all right, everything else is not working yeah, like at all, other, and it's all going to I hell. think uh, when, what was it, like... Uh, oh, when we lost to the Devils, 7-2. That's right. Yes, that was... That's that's been our worst loss of the season. Of the one season. of our few losses on the season, but definitely our worst one. Right, because that's not something that you see the breakdown there. And, no, and, and no team has scored was, more than four goals on us. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's all you need to know. Yeah, the defense is real. Um, he and and look, Sam Benny, I, I I harp on this guy a lot because he's the best freaking acquisition I feel like the Panthers have made recently. He had another goal that ended up securing the win. It was an empty netter. We and put us up five three. Ended up being the winning goal because uh, Minnesota, like I said, being a good team, they ended up getting a goal back in that mm-hmm. in that third period. Uh, I also want to shout out Frank Vitano, man. Vitrano, really, yeah, Vitrano balled that game. Two goals and assists. Like I don't come. even know is that, is that the correct vernacular for hockey? Yeah. Can I say he balled? He balled. Because he balled. That. He balled. I mean, he powered us through. Balling that. is balling. He, yeah, he he powered us through that win. Yeah, without him, we don't get it. Without him, we don't get it. And and look, we're, we're without our captain because Alexander um, uh, Barkov is out. You know, yep. he had that knee injury. Thankfully, he didn't have to have surgery. We were able to keep him from that and just rehab him. It, it looked like he was going to be out months. That month went down to a couple of six to eight weeks. Uh, now it's like two to three weeks. He's recently been skating with the team and like practicing lightly with them. All things pointing to good signs. And meanwhile, all the Panthers have done is keep the momentum going. If you look at the record, that means that they have five bad games on the season, right? That's a game that they've – two games they've lost and three games that they ended up tying. Right. And then – Five bad games. Well, and not, not – not, so out of those five, four what of I, them four, – four of them were back-to-back. Correct. We went two and – Four oh, straight we losses. We went oh, two and two. Right. And now we bounce back with three straight wins. Three straight wins. And And – 
on top of that, like that's with all the pressure of maintaining the the, the momentum that you have, yep. with all the pressure of the media, with all the pressure of winning, with all the pressure of your fans. These guys go out there and deliver mm-hmm. night in, night out, night in, night out. Without the coach, I don't know what what, what else they would do because well, yeah, like man. no without and without our team, man, we have a solid ass team, bro. I mean, Ekblad. Yes. Uh, we're talking Vitrano. We're talking uh, Bobrovsky. Bennett. Sam Bennett. I mean, dude, we got studs. Two goalies, Bobrovsky and, and Spencer, Spencer Knight. Knight the, 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 the young, you know, the young Stud. gun. I mean, we have a squad, man. So it's good to see, you know, obviously we don't want to see losses. Uh, no. And then we got, you know, we got to make sure we start working on, on those those tougher road games, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's going to prove, uh, you know, be well, the most important thing on the in, road. in the playoffs. That's okay. But, as long as we keep winning at home, too. at home, Oof. and we keep winning games on the road, you know, to some extent, we're gonna have a great record. And if we get that home ice advantage come playoff times, oh, Papa, look out! I mean, look out! Bet the house, look out! Look bet out. the house on the Panthers the way they're looking at home right now. And and again, they they beat all teams, right? They beat good teams like Minnesota. Now we're gonna be at home against the Philadelphia Flyers, which are not a great team. They're eight five and three on the season. Get a dub there. Face Washington twice in three days where you play them at Washington. Then you go back home against Seattle, worst team in the league. They're two, five, 12 and one. And then you play Washington again. So at home. So you have a chance to really build some type of separation at the top of the league and, and really create some space to say, all right, we're going to maintain this number one spot throughout the whole season. We're not going to give it up and we're going to actually try to add points to it. Um, if they do end up going 600 on the road, 700 on the road, this team is going to be one of the teams no, that breaks sc- history. That's scary, bro. And they're already yeah. a team that broke history because now they're the fourth team in NHL history to start with 10 consecutive home wins. Four teams in the history of NHL have ever done you that. You know what I'm going to ask you. You got them for me? You got the other teams? All right. One of them is the Montreal Leafs in like 2015, 2016. Those damn Canadians. There's two do? things they know, bro. It's maple syrup and... Hockey. The other team was like the Boston Bruins in like ought not one. Okay. <laughs> and then the last team, that one I so, don't know. So essentially what I'm what I'm hearing from you, it's that has never happened recently. No. Like, the last time like it happened modern day was hockey. Like, no, like two thousand fifteen. Since then it was oh, been like okay. in the eighties. So and then since before that it was like in the forties. And those are the four teams. Yeah, and that and that's it. So one of them was the most recent one. Do you remember that team? Because I'm curious to see if those it was teams the were the Toronto Maple Leafs. Did they so did they win it that year? Year, do you think? Uh, I'll be curious to find that damn, out. Damn, they might have lost to Tampa Bay that year. If True. it was 15, I think Tampa Bay won it in 15. Let's look it up. I'm looking it up, but you can go on. But yeah, that's like, huge. That's, that's a huge that's, accomplishment. Bobo, that's something that you guys put a team picture up on the wall and say, hey, this is how great we are. But they're not even focused on that because they know they have more games at home that they need to win in order to keep making that history, you know? And it starts against Philadelphia where they can get a dub, make it 11, be one of the even in higher echelon of NHL lore, right? Again, this looks to me by all makes and manners that this is a team that's out to win a championship this year. Nothing less than the Stanley Cup is going to do for this squad, bro. And it's evident because this team is really good at home. They're really dangerous on the road. I don't know what else to do to put, like, you nah, know, man, like keep, winning keep, hockey together. Dog. Well, like, well, what we got to do is we got to we gotta arrange a game that we're going to go to and we got to go out there and support our boys. A, a sports with so-so night? Yeah, dog. We got to do, do it. it. We're overdue. We got to go it. get that, that hot dog deal, the four for 44, whatever let's that do shit it. is. And dog. we'll invite the fans. Yeah, dog. We got to do it. So Come let's, out there and meet let's the make show. that happen sooner rather than later. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to, you know what? Damn it. 
once we get off air, we're going to plan this shit. Okay. It's going down. I like it. Let's go. And um, we kept it rolling. Miami sports kept it rolling with the wins. You know, our Hurricanes got a big dub on Saturday they night. Let, they let us off on Saturday. You were See, actually at the game. I was at the game. If you saw my reel, holla, Instagram, Sports with Social, I was, Twitter, uh, Sports with Social. I a backdrop, dog. I like the Thanks, way you man. set that up. That shit, was, that shit was lit. Shout out to the camera woman. She's the best. Um, it was a really, and, and shout out to my brother, Vic, for hooking it up for the tickets and it was a really cool night because it was senior night. Um, a lot of the fans were there to support local seniors, right? Because a lot of the times it may not be a senior that gets to play that much, but he's second in line, right? But he went to school here in Broward or Dade County. Right, and his right. family can come and watch him at home. And it, and it means a lot to those, to those kids who like not only are from outside of the state or lower part of South Florida. But those home kids, man, they really feel that love from fans who watch high school football. You know how big high school football is down here. So a lot of those guys have a big following and stuff like that. It was really nice to have that atmosphere for the game. And more importantly, it was really nice to see the Canes come away with the victory, man. Um, got to see bounce them back win. a bounce back win. You know, show me what you do when you face adversity. And every time this UM team led by Manny Diaz has faced some type of adversity, they end up bouncing back. It takes longer than others in some, in some ways, but they end up bouncing back. And off the gate, you saw these guys like totally put that FSU game in the back of their mind and it was done with because the first couple of plays is like bomb to the house, throw deep here, throw deep here, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. All over Virginia Tech, and it was like, "Wow, damn! These guys came to play." Like Van Dyke, Van Dyke looked like he did. Oh, he's the before truth. That FSU game. He, he is. Well, the I truth. mean, I know after that FSU game, there was a lot of questions. Now there was I a mean, lot of people raising eyebrows and like, "Wait, is this kid as good as we think he is? Or are we making him out to be?" And to see him come, you know, come back now and do this at home, it's like, all right, he, he, he's good. He's just that. I mean, that one game FSU. Granted, they're not a good team, but it's a conference. Like this is a like a rival that goes back for years and years, and you're playing them at their stadium. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, you're a rookie. You're a freshman. I, I get that. The nerves, whatever could happen, it is what it is. But now you bounce back in a big fashion, and you have a hell of a performance. No, an amazing game. Three hundred fifty-seven yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Like again, had. had Really smart decision-making, really knew where to put the ball in order to get his receivers involved. He ended up finding, well, seven different wide receivers on the even, like on the evening. Like, there was a lot of spread action football. That's the type of offense that we thought we were going to get year, game in, game out from Rhett Lashley and, and company because it looked fast-paced. It looked like they had at least three wide receivers on the field at all times, and we got the running game going because – um, not as much, but Naeem got a lot of carries early. They really set up a lot of the play action and the deep throws that we were able to accomplish. For me, this is another piece that you can add to Manny's, Manny's case to be like, all right, I maybe have something here with these kids. Now, the problem is, is that that same weekend, Oregon lost, and Mario Cristobal now, his name is being thrown around a lot, which obviously can't bode well for Manny's job, right, and people who are behind that program. I don't think he's going nowhere. I don't think he's leaving Oregon either. Yeah, no way. He's going to find a way to get that team back into contention, right, and, and really make something of this opportunity before he decides to make something else. I just think it's going to end up with Manny getting another shot, and games like this is what helps him say, I deserve another shot because look at my draft class playing well, playing together, and really giving it all out. Now, 
that FSU loss was a real ugly loss. But then again, it's a real close game, right, that we lost on bad decisions with a rookie quarterback who may, had a bad game, probably the worst game he's going to have as a college quarterback because he's shown that he is that good, right? And probably the moment was just too big for him. Being in that big stadium, yeah. all these fans, he, he I wasn't get, ready I get for nervous it. for flag football on Thursday nights <laughs> at Cotton Park, homie. You know what I'm saying? Keep it so 100. It, it is what it is, man. Keep it 100. And you look, the, the game was tight. You know, Canes ended up winning 38-26. to 26. Uh, It was really back and forth. Miami came out strong, 14-3, put up four touchdowns in the first half. Super huge. Uh, and then, and for whatever reason, the offense just kind of sputtered a little bit in the second. But when we needed a touchdown to kind of ice the game out, we got it. And the defense made big plays. They had big hits on the quarterback, um, which I got to shout out Burry Master, man, because he was killing it. Uh, not Burry Master. <clears throat> excuse me. Connor McBlurk. McBlurk. He had like 100 and something yards on the, round, on the ground, bro. They had nothing on the outside, and this guy would just tuck it and take it for five, seven yards at a time, 20-yard gain here, 15-yard gain here. And I was like, bro, this is the only offense they got. Right. And we started hitting them, and eventually he got out the game, but whatever. Um, I just feel like this is stuff that – Bodes well for the program. Uh, they need to continue to win, beat Duke on the road, and really finish out the season strong. And for the players' sake, I know that they hope they get Manny back. For fans, I hope that they're okay with getting Manny back. Because if he goes out there and beats Duke, real convincing, because they just lost 62-22 to against Louisville, who's not a great team. And we go out there and put a whooping on Duke, that's kind of going to turn the tide in his favor. I think we've seen what we need to see already. I don't think this game is going to be the make-or-break game for him. I mean, I guess unless he goes out there and loses and gets his ass whooped by, that's by, by Duke. If that happens, then yeah, I can see that. But that, I just think that's that that's not going to happen. You know, the way that he has control of that that team right now and, and what they're doing, um, I think that should be an easy win for them. Um, but I think I think Manny's going to be safe for another year. I know I've had my doubts on him. I, I've questioned him at times this season what he's done. Um, but they, they've played some tough teams, man, and they've had some close games that they lost that, you know, it's, you know, one or two things, you know, go a different way. And, you know, they, they might be a little bit more relevant in the ACC. But I think, you know, he at least has another shot for next year, especially with, you know, I go back to your argument that, you know, you posed to me, which is that Manny's guys are these young guys now that he's getting the chance to play. So, you know, now they have a year of experience somewhat or a season of experience. They're going to get a full, you know, training camp now, getting bigger, getting stronger, getting faster, getting smarter, learning the, the system a lot better, getting, you know, developing more chemistry together. So it, it's – it. It makes sense that, all right, be like, all right, Manny, this next season, this is it, Zip, Bobble. And if you start off 0-2 or 0-3, you're done. You're out. You're gone. You're out. You know what I mean? But I think he at least is, deserves that, that shot for next year. And, and look, we know that the ACC isn't as tough as people would want it to be, right? So the, the, the division is definitely, the Coastal is definitely for the taking because we can still win the Coastal somehow, Clem, some way. Clemson's irrelevant. Like, Clemson's not as strong as we thought. Um, FSU is still FSU's like a step behind. They think they are. Uh, Duke is weak. Georgia Tech is weak. Like all these Virginia other teams, Tech, Virginia Tech, uh, weak, weak, weak. The yep, ACC is weak yep, right now. So it. it's still open to say, all right, maybe we can not necessarily be the most dominant team right in the in the NCAA right top 20 or whatever but at least in the ACC. but be in the ACC be like we're the top dog here yeah, and, the, and you got to come through us through exactly you know you got to come through us right. and, and i think that manny could do it if he's given a little bit more time i think he can do it will he get it i really hope so 
I don't know, but I really hope so. And like yep. you said, this next game against Duke is not going to be the make or break. But if he does lose that game, uh, it'll be tough to to save his job then for sure. Um, let's talk about this amazing fight we saw on Saturday night. Bro. Yo, what an amazing fight! Wasn't ex- I didn't even, wasn't even expecting it. I, I went out to a show and uh, I saw I saw the results afterwards. I was like, let me watch this recap on this fight. And dude, dude, it was a hell of a fight, man. What a war between Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter for the welterweight tighter, um, title. No, uh, the, Terrence Crawford, right, had a lot of hype behind him when he was coming up. Uh, people thought that he was ducking fighters and he would face challengers and knock and get this belt and this belt and this belt when he was at that lower weight in 140s. Since he stepped up to 147, he's really looked to try to be the dominant guy in 147. Like, be the the number one guy, top dog. Come fight me if you want to make money. Come fight me if you want to do this and that. This last fight against Sean Porter, he showed that he's willing to put it all on the line in order to get to that level of success. Because Sean Porter, Sean Porter ain't no punk, dog. No, nah, man. Ex champ, champ, uh, all heart, really doesn't ever get into the ring unless he thinks he's going to win that fight. And when he goes out there with his unorthodox style and keeps coming at you like a raging bulldog, like it's really hard for other hand boxers who are quote unquote elite to handle that style. Thankfully, Bud Crawford has been tested before, he's been in wars before, and he showed that class because Porter hit him a couple of times and caught him. Yeah, it was like boom. Boom, hook here, boom, right straight here. And, and and Crawford was not able to necessarily retaliate at the moment, but at least able to compose himself and not lose balance or anything like that and come back with shots of his own. As the fight was progressing, I noticed that Crawford was just like landing the heavier blow. Whenever they were exchanged, boom, 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 heavier younger, exchange. Younger man's game, my friend. Yeah, they're, kind, they're the same age. They're both, uh, I think, 34. Maybe Porter's 34 and I think Porter's Buzz 33. Bit, yeah, something like that. A little bit older. But I, that's, I mean, at the end of the fight, Porter went on to retire. Yep. So, you know, looking back at the fight, you're like, damn, he left it all out there. Yeah. Like, he didn't go out like no. a punk. You know what I mean? And and shout out to Porter's dad because that's his corner man. Um, that's his head trainer. And he knew that Porter didn't have anything else to offer Crawford. He was already, like, gave him everything he had. It was in the 10th round. He had suffered a second knockdown already. And he was like, you know what? I'm not going to put my son in a position where he's going to take further damage in a fight that he's not going to win. So I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm going to save him I'm gonna because I love him, and I'm going to make sure that he gets out of this ring okay. And Porter even agreed with it. He's like, I gave him everything I had. But it wasn't enough. This guy's, I'm, I'm a great fighter. This guy's an amazing, world-class, right. one of the greatest of all times right. fighter. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's no bullshit. Right. And that's part and of the reason. Huge, huge reverence for him. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And that's part of the reason why Porter retired. Because he's like, I'm not going to be no do- uh, like a gatekeeper, dog. Like, I'm not, that's not who I am. I'm a great fighter. Yeah, like, I think I, I, saw that, I saw that quote, too. And I, I respected that. The fact that he, real shit. he's able to walk out. I think we were talking about that on his own two uh, feet. Yeah, man. Huge. Huge, bro. And and look, for Crawford, it's, it's big, too, because that's the biggest name that he could have fought right now and really put that on his resume to be like, y'all can't bullshit me. Like, I'm not ducking nobody. Like, I'm here for big fights and big fights only. He even said it afterwards. He was like, I'm here to fight big fights. Other people, I couldn't get other fights worked out with Bob Aaron my, as my promoter. That's why I'm leaving him. And now I'm, I'm looking towards big fights only and who can make big fights. He called out Spence. Spence was there that night. Uh, Spence is currently the IBF and WBC champ. Like, 
when are they going to make that fight happen? Because be, besides boxing fans, like boxing needs that fight to happen to oh, be yeah. like, we need champs. Like champs fighting champs, this guy losing this belt and this guy losing this belt. After Wilder Fury 3, the most exciting thing we have to look forward to now is Jake Paul versus uh, whatever Fury, <laughs> that kid Fury. Tyson, uh, Jason Fury. Something. Is it Jason? Something. I wanted to say Jason. I don't know, the Fury kid. That guy. You know what I mean? Tyson but like, Fury. And it's like, really, Tyson these Fury, YouTubers whatever. and shit are going to be the... It's, it's, you know, we it's, need actual legitimate professional boxers like these guys, man. Like, these guys, they, these fights need to happen, man. Not only boxers of that class, dog. We're talking about champions versus champions putting belts on the line. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's going to... Uh, Crawford only makes $6 million for this fight, dog. Porter made four. You feel me? Porter has won two belts before. Crawford has held a lot of belts that people don't really necessarily watch. Right? I'm not going to say care about. They don't necessarily watch that right. lower class of boxing, that lower weight class. But now that 147 range, that's where it gets interesting, right? Because now you have a lot more guys that you can make that catchweight mm-hmm. fight or whatever. Now Spence has to, uh, uh, Crawford has to find guys like Spence and say, come fight me. Or fight the Cuban guy, you Ugas, who has that other belt and say, no, nah, you need to come see me, bro. You know, because if not, I need your belt. If you don't want to fight me, then give I, it up. Give it up because I, I need to I'll dominate fight anybody this for it. And I'll fight anybody for it. And I'm sure that his plan is eventually to get up to maybe 154 or get one of the Charles brothers to come down to 147 so he can fight one of them and, and, and go from there. Jamel Charlo. It would be interesting, right? Um, but that's the only way it's going to generate that revenue, bro. And I feel like a Spence. Crawford fight would be not only the fight of the year, bro, but probably the fight of this century because it's like two really high-level boxers, two really guys at the top of their game. Spence coming back from that adversity. Uh, Crawford winning all these fights. You know what I mean? Like, it's a great story, a great matchup. Why not make it happen? Yep. No, I agree. And it I, needs I to think, happen. I think that absolutely needs to happen, man, especially uh, for boxing fans, man. I yeah, think if bro. you're a, a fan of boxing and you know what these two guys can do, uh, it's like, why wouldn't you want to see the, them go head-to-head? You know what I mean? Especially for a title. They need it. It needs to happen. They the, need it, the, bro. You know, they need it. We need it. Let's make it happen. Yeah, man. They need it, bro. And, and look... For me, uh, and you and, and I and a bunch of other people who enjoy fighting sports, right? Like, you you want to see the best. You want to see the the guys getting after it. You want to see champion versus champion, number one versus number one. Like, you want to see that type of happen because that's what makes for the best storylines. That's what makes for the best fights. If you don't get that, ah, you're only doing a disservice to the sport. So, hopefully, we'll get to see some action, bro. But uh, I think we need to catch up on NF Monday Night Football, bro. I don't know about you, but well, my we'll, fantasy team we'll is We'll get popular. there in a second, but... Before we go, talk to me. I gotta bring something up. Bring brother. it up, then, dog. There was a wild cat scene <laughs> on a driving range this past weekend. Oh yeah, possibly. Well, he is considered. Stripe? He's considered the goat by Stripe? many, by many Stripe? of his peers and his fans. I don't know if you saw that, but this is one of the most low key underrated moments of this past weekend in the sporting world. For sure. What I what I liked is that the sales of Single leg compression sleeves Papa. going through the roof. If you had stock in single leg <laughs> compression, compression sleeves, just sleeves, just the right leg. Just the, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It could be either leg. You, just, you know what I mean? Like, if you had stock in that, my man, congratulations. It's funny you said that. Tiger just did you a solid, Because somebody posted that. I forgot, like, Zyre Golf or, like, one of the golf pages or whatever. And, like, I wrote my comment, my caption, my comment to it was that I was like, did I just order a, <laughs> did I just order a bunch of compression uh, sleeves? 
tattoos for my yes. leg. Yes, and, I did. And dude, it, yeah. So we're talking about Tiger Woods. Um, he's back. He's he's starting his comeback. We saw a little clip Thankfully, of him man. hitting a couple golf balls on the range, and boy, did his swing look amazing. Nah, Papa, you don't lose that when you're the goat. Hey, bro. After that tragic I've accident, seen, you know I've seen I mean? a ninety-year-old Nicholas hit a bomb farther yeah, than you yeah, and I. Yeah, but he, he also didn't, you know, Kareem his car over the side of a mountain and like break his legs in, in like three or four different places. I feel you. So it, you know, we we've seen little glimpses of him here and there. He was with his son recently in a tournament, mm-hmm. but like Sons actually, him him taking golf swings, we had no, not we seen, seen it until this weekend. And I just got to let everybody know the comeback starts now. He's back. No, no, he's back. So he's I, back. I, uh, I'm excited for that, man. We need to see Tiger Woods. Professional golf needs Tiger Woods. The world needs Tiger Woods. And I cannot wait to see him back in professional golf. I mean, it's Tiger, bro. Like, one of the greatest influences that game's ever seen. Um, and, he changed, and just he changed to, and, the game of golf. Absolutely. And just to see him back, right, where he's healthy enough to do a sport that he loves. And at kept, a, and enjoys with his son at a no 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 just like not even enjoys at a high level but just that fact that he can say oh I can play golf with my son I'm oh, pretty yeah, sure that that means a lot more than winning a title yeah, right that's now huge. right so but that's no, really but, no, but huge. knowing Tiger but just knowing Tiger he has that, that competitive he, oh yeah he'll make it he'll be on that senior circuit circuit oh, in no, no time no Papa. the PGA tour Papa he saw yeah. Phil Mickelson be the oldest person to win yeah, a major at 50 years old earlier this said, year. Hmm. And he said, I'm not letting Phil keep that. He ain't, he ain't going to be that. So <laughs> Ti- awesome. Tiger, I think, is 46 right now, something yeah, like something that. something like that. Right? He's in mid to late 40s. Mm-hmm. There's, Dude, he can mount he a comeback right now, time. and he can still play. If, if Phil is still playing, Tiger can still play in four or five years. Yeah, but it's, it's playing at a high level, right? Yeah, because Phil the thing can is, do it. Phil, Phil was trash all season long. And I don't know. Remember, we talked about it. Let's go back to our no clip that went viral. Listen, no disrespect to Phil. But he ain't no tiger, though. No, man. So, but that's what not. I'm saying. But like that's the my level. Point, even, that's that's even, the level. You made my point for me. No, right no, 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 no. Because the level that people think of when they think tiger has always been way higher than what they ever thought of Phil. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know if if Tiger's gonna be able to meet those expectations expectations for every freaking golfer. You know what I'm saying? There's people who mean like average golfer or whatever, beginner golfer. They're not gonna care. They're gonna be love Tiger and be like, yo, that's Tiger Woods. Yeah, you see that, and it's not gonna. I'm not gonna care if he shoots an 82. You right. know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna care. But, but there are people who be like, ah, he sucks again. And it's like, chill. Yeah, he's tiger. gonna struggle. You know that we saw that. We saw when he came back and stuff like that. Before he won the Masters, he yeah. was struggling a little bit, and then he found it. Man, he figured hey, it out. He's Tiger. So you know, if anybody can do it, it it's Eldrick. Tiger Woods. So I just wanted to announce that here today, the week of Thanksgiving in 2021. Yeah, man. Tiger Woods starting to come back, and I'm excited for it. So, but that's all it, man. We can go ahead and uh, do what we do best. Let's let's wrap this thing up, man. And uh, shout out the fans. You know, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel. You can click that button right here. Make sure you're following us on all social media, including Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and all that other fun stuff, man. That's right, man. Um, What else do I want to play? There's one more important thing they got to do. Oh, yeah. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell one more friend. To tell another friend? To tell one more friend about this dope-ass podcast because nobody else is bringing you Miami sports like we are, man. You know what it is. It's your boy, So. That's Joel. Until next time. Peace. Peace.